Hello and thank you for joining me, Elizabeth Matthew, on Positively Addicted. The title of today's podcast is interesting. Rahab, my neighbor. My family and I lived in the land of Jericho. It was a strong city fortified with formidable walls and protected from enemy attacks. It was generally a peaceful life with occasional outbreaks of war and incidents of violence outside Jericho. My neighbor was Rahab, a prostitute. She was a bold and beautiful woman. I was very wary of her and kept my distance. In fact, I made sure my whole family wouldn't interact with her closely. Almost every day I could see men going in and going out, especially at night. Most times I would recognize the men, even if they tried hard to conceal their identity. I knew who they were. Most of them were prominent men of our own community. I had one particular window which faced Rahab's house, and most of the time I would in the middle of my chores, of course, spend time observing and providing juicy gossip for other women in our neighborhood as we went to gather water. I knew Rahab was aware about this, but she never cared. She did what she did, prostituting herself to provide for her family. It was obvious she cared a lot about her family and made sure that they never lacked anything. I knew that every time I spied on her, I had feelings of jealousy. It was weird. Why would I be jealous of a prostitute? Then it made sense. It was her boldness, her fierce protective nature over her family, over the fact that she never cared for what people said about her, that made me silently admire her. Publicly, I was throwing stones at her by criticizing her, but within myself, I had some kind of a respect or some kind of an appreciation for who she was. Today, it was very different. Two men had entered Rahab's house. They looked very different. I was sure they were not from Jericho. It was clear by the way they walked and dressed. We had heard stories of the Israelites conquering neighboring areas. We all had a spirit of fear. I quickly informed my husband, who informed the palace, that two men had entered Rahab's house. Two men who didn't seem like they belonged in Jericho at all. I did feel like a snitch, but I was also irritated that she entertained two men whose ulterior motive was to bring down our city. I was sure they were not there for sex, but for information. They were spies and they needed to be stopped. The king of Jericho acted very quickly and sent his men to question Rahab. My whole family gathered at my spy window and we could almost hear them speak. I felt Rahab took a long time to open the door. The soldiers asked her to bring out the men who had come to her house because they were spies. Rahab, with a very straight face, whispered something to them. I couldn't hear what she said, but she was pointing towards the Jordan. And within minutes, the soldiers left, seemingly in pursuit of the two spies. 
I knew then that Rahab had lied. She had hidden the spies in a home and managed to protect them by lying. I was 99% sure the spies were in the house. But during the time I took to tell my husband, during the time that I had left that window for a few minutes, I also wondered whether they had actually left. But I highly doubted it. Would Raha betray us, the people of Jericho, by giving information to the enemy? I really didn't know. But suddenly fear gripped me. We had all heard stories of the God of Israel who had literally dried up the Red Sea to help his people leave Egypt. We had heard of kings being defeated by them. And in the midst of gossip about Rahab or other sinners in our community, I knew that many of our daily exchanges was based on the Israelites who had conquered the neighboring cities. Even our king was threatened. The soldiers left at Rahab's word and pursued the spies. I couldn't understand how the soldiers could believe her. I was sure she let them escape from a window in a house which doesn't face our house. I was tempted to go to the other side but it was already night and I just left it. In the morning, I rushed to look through my window and I was perplexed. Something which was never there was tied to her window very strategically. It was a thick scarlet cord. It was carefully placed like a reminder of a sign outside her window. I was pretty sure she had struck a deal with the two Israelite spies, but I really couldn't figure out what it was. The next few days, our conversation with the women gathering at the well was all about the scarlet cord. I wasn't very friendly with her to ask her directly either. I also noticed something very different. Her whole family moved in with her and they seemed like they were getting ready for a great event. When customers came to Rahab after she put the scarlet cord, she would send them away on the pretext of being busy or in the middle of something. I could literally see the disappointment on the faces of her regular customers. The next few days seemed to be very tense in Jericho. There were rumors of an imminent attack by the Israelites and everyone was thinking of ways and means to protect themselves and their families. I saw Rahab one day at the window, looking out with the most peaceful and calm face I had ever seen on anyone. She touched the scarlet cord and I felt like she was almost smiling. I couldn't understand for the life of me what was so special about that scarlet cord. It almost seemed like she had some kind of protection or assurance which none of us had. I felt jealous again. She was a prostitute, yet it seemed like she was special and that her future was going to be fine. I didn't have that assurance. I felt fear. I really felt fear, especially with rumors of an imminent attack. The king, on the other hand, made sure that Jericho's gates were shut up and that their army was ready in the event of war. A few days later, we heard rumors of the Israelites 
walking around our city with their ark. They just marched without a noise every day for six days. I cannot even begin to describe to you the atmosphere at that time. It was like as if something really bad was going to happen. We were all tensed. We became paranoid. We became upset, fearful. I made sure my family was safe. And if anyone wanted to leave our home, I was absolutely paranoid. I wouldn't let anyone leave. But every day, Rahab, on the other hand, would look out the window very calmly, very peacefully, and make sure the scarlet cord was where she had put it. I was now very sure that the scarlet cord had everything to do with her and her family's protection. On the seventh day, we experienced the worst day of our lives. A war like no other was taking place right before our eyes. We heard a huge shout and all the walls of our city just fell down flat. The city which we were proud of. The walls that we thought was the strongest ever and which we felt could keep us safe and protected within minutes just fell down flat. The noise was very loud. There was dust and chaos. The Israelites came barging in easily because their God of Israel had literally pulled down the walls of Jericho. It was a fight between the people of Jericho and the God of Israel. There was panic, disorder. Our homes were crumbling before our eyes. We were under debris. And it was very, a very, very sad time for all of us. It was the worst time. We knew we were going to die. Under the debris, I could still see Rahab's window. Before my eyes closed, I saw the two Israelite spies dressed as soldiers, taking the time and the effort to rescue Rahab and each and every member of her family, making sure they didn't even have a scratch on their bodies. They were protected. They were taken safely out of Jericho. As my eyes closed, I saw the scarlet cord and thought to myself, I should have done the same. I might have been able to save myself and my family too. But now, as my eyes closed, I realized it was just too late. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your reminder of the scarlet cord which signifies your blood on the cross. Thank you for showing us the story of Rahab in the Bible to show us that your promise to us is not based on our good works but on your blood. Your blood will keep us safe and protected in the midst of destruction and eternal fire. Thank you for using Rahab and giving her the promise of the scarlet cord and using her as Boaz's mother and Ruth's mother-in-law and for using her as a hero of faith in Hebrews 11. Thank you for showing us that you came from her lineage on earth, that literally her name is mentioned in Matthew 1 as one of your ancestors. 
Thank you that her name is mentioned along with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Joseph, Moses, and all the heroes of faith, which in itself is a proof of how much you love us, how much you care for us and take care of us, despite who we are, that she as a prostitute was able to do this great act of faith and let down a scarlet cord so that your promise could be fulfilled through her and her family. I pray for each of my listeners that no matter what sins we have done, no matter what we have caused in terms of pain on another person, no matter who we are, I pray, Jesus, that you will just wash us with your blood. Help us to accept your gift of salvation before it is too late. Help us to understand that you are our protector, you are our defender, you are our Lord, and that you will lead us safely into eternity and into heaven. May each day be a reminder of that scarlet cord and may us and help us, Lord, to use your blood as our protection and as our sense of defense. Thank you for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I really pray and bless each one of you, though I don't know you personally, God knows you, that every day of your life will be a miracle and a testament of his love and his life. And that we will wisely, you and me, will use our time here on earth wisely. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye.